Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we continue our study of the book of Shmuel Aleph, the first book of Samuel. Uh, we're in the middle of chapter 6, <coughs> um, and we're about to read verse 12. Uh, we left off uh, 6a uh, in the last podcast with the ark and a chest full of golden um, donations. Um, uh, in, uh, uh, they were all placed on a wagon and strapped to two cows and the, the uh, Philistines were going to see where the cows would go so now we're going to read where they went so verse 12 the cows went straight on the road on the road going towards Beit Shemesh that's the road they chose to take in one path they went straightforward and um, moaned while they walked small they didn't turn off on any side roads not to the right not to the left this and they weren't being led as the Philistine uh, the Philistine uh, lords or nobles were following after them so they didn't lead the cows where to go they just followed them to see where they would go until they reached the boundary of Beit Shemesh which was the boundary between the Philistines and the Israelites the people of Beit Shemesh they were harvesting the wheat harvest in the valley and they raised their eyes and they saw the ark and they were very happy to see it and they they celebrated. And the wagon continued to go, you know, obviously being brought by the cows. El Yehoshua to the field of a man by the name of Joshua, Beit Hashimshi, who's a Beit Shemeshite from Beit Shemesh, and stopped traveling once it reached his field. And there, Evan Gedola, there was a large rock, and that's where the cows stopped. And the people, they broke apart the, um, the wood of the, of the um, wagon. And the cows were brought as a sacrifice to God. And apparently they burned the uh, wood of the wagon using as fuel for the fire. Um, and the Levites, there were, apparently there were Levites there. They took down the Ark of God from the uh, wagon, Bieto Argaz, and the chest, Asher Ito, that was with it, Asher Boklea Zahav, where in, within which there was contained the golden vessels, Vayasimu Eloeven Agadola, and they placed it on the large rock, the Ancheve Chemesh, and then the people of Beit Chemesh, Helu Olot, they brought sacrifices, Vayizbuchuz Vachim Bayomahul Adonai, and they brought um, uh, other sacrifices to, on that day, to God. And the um, the Philistine noblemen saw the celebration, saw what was going on, and after they saw what happened, they knew that the Aaron was now back with the people of Israel via Shuvu Ekron by and they returned to the town of Ekron, which was one of the Philistines' towns. Now the uh, the five large donations, which were the five. Um, uh, for the five main towns of the Philistines, uh, each one gave a golden hemorrhoid, which here means a gold, uh, you know, as we explained before, a, a golden offering uh, meant to atone for the sins of the Philistines. So, the golden hemorrhoids were as follows 
that the Philistim returned them as an offering of remorse before God. For one for the city of Ashdod, one for the city of Aza, one for the city of Ashkelon, one for Gat, and one for Ekron. Those are the five towns. Now the golden mice, remember that the mice were also ravaging the Philistines and all of the towns brought these golden mice to atone for themselves. So mispar kol arei Philistim, they were in the number of all of the towns of the Philistines, which all the towns that were scattered throughout the five main regions, each one dependent on the capital of that region. Meir Mitzar, all the way from the larger fortified cities, Vi'ad Kofar Aprazi, all the way down to just a scattered small village. Vi'ad Avel Hagedola, and this was... Um, uh, the, the villages scattered throughout the entire land of the Philistines all the way to the large rock which was in Yehoshua that the Ark of God had been placed upon it and that, that stands that, ark, that rock stands till this day in the field of Joshua who is from Beit Shemesh now in other words uh, the, all the towns scattered all the way until the large rock remember because that was where the boundary was between the Philistine area and the Israelite area so all the towns all the way up to the boundary each and every one donated uh, a, a golden mouse or, 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 a, or a piece of gold to atone for the sins that caused the um, plague of the mice now it says over here uh, a frightening episode and he in this case he meaning with a capital H God struck uh, uh, down in a play in, in, in to death many of the people of, of the men of Beit Shemesh because they saw the Aron the Ark of God and he struck among the nations 70 men 50,000 men. And what does it mean, 70 and 50,000? Uh, according to the Targum Yonatan, um, it means he struck 70 of the leaders and 50,000 of the common folk. So this is an awfully large number of people to die by it. And the people that remained uh, mourned because God had struck down from the people a lot of, a lot of people. Now, what was the reason for this death? The one it seems it says Kira'u because they saw or they looked upon the ark. Is this really what's happening? So the Talmud, the Gemara and Sota, page thirty-five A, brings an argument. I want to I want to raise this, bring this because uh, there's a point that I'd like to make, and I've been emphasizing that that the point of all of these last few chapters and the upcoming chapters is is that the people were supposed to learn not to put their faith in the ark or in an idol or in an item, but they need to put their faith in God, that the ark itself is not the point, but rather it is God. And, and, um, and what we have here in the Gemara and Sota is the following discussion, and it says, um, And God struck down, this is the verse we just read, among the people of Beit Shemesh, because they saw the Aron. And then the Gemara asks, the Talmud asks, Mishum because they looked Vayachalohim. That's why God struck and killed so many people simply because they looked at the Aron. Okay, maybe they shouldn't look at the Aron, but like, what's the deal? So Rabbi Abov, Rabbi Elazar, Rabbi Abohu, and Rabbi Elazar had an argument. Chad Omar Hayu. One of them says that they were 
that they were harvesting and bowing at the same time. In other words, some sort. It was a. It was. They didn't have full respect. You'd imagine that the Aron Kodesh, the Holy Ark, was there. They would stop what they're doing and respect the Aron. But instead, they didn't even stop what they were doing. They continued to harvest and bow. So it was kind of the punishment was for their lack of respect for the Aron. The Khan Omar and someone says Mile Nami Omar that it wasn't just that, but rather they said something. Now the simple way of understanding this Gemara is that they said something which was demeaning to the Aron. And what was that something? They said, Man Amriyoch Dimorait, this is uh, Aramaic, who made you angry? that you became so angry, meaning that you became so angry with us and you allowed yourself to go into captivity. Uman aso aloch ipayasta, and who came to you that appeased you that now you decided to come back. So the, the reading, the standard reading of this Gemara is that both of these approaches, the one saying that they continued their job and the other one saying that they even spoke, was that these were words that were a bizayon, a, a, uh, an affront, a lack of respect for the Aron, for the Ark. But if that's the case, then what does this mean that there's two opinions between Rabbi Abo and Rabbi Elazar? They're both basically stating that the reason why um, uh, they, they deserve this terrible punishment was because they, um, they disrespected the Aron. So I would like to suggest that the meaning of this argument is very different. The first one that says they continued to, to do their harvesting and, and bowed at the same time, in other words, they didn't respect by stopping what they're doing, that approach is saying that the reason for the punishment was because they disrespected the Aron. The second approach is something actually very, very different. And in order to explain that, I want to bring another thing from the Talmud, and this is the Talmud in, um, in Yivamot, on Daf Avav, uh, uh, this is page 6a, where the Gemara says, and you should fear my Mikdash, my sanctuary. So God is talking about the fear, the awe, the respect that one is, to, this is talking in the context of Mora, of, of respect for parents, respect for holy places like the temple. And one might think that one should be afraid of the temple itself, right? Talmud Lomar says the verse to say no. At Shabtotai, God says, it is my Shabbat Tishmoru that you should guard. In other words, you should guard and keep and respect the Shabbat because it is mine, because it is me, God, that commanded it. And you should be uh, in awe and, in, and give respect to the Migdash, the temple, because it is mine. It says by Shabbat that we should be careful with it. And it says a uh, fear and awe and respect for the temple. Just like when in Shabbat, why do we be careful on Shabbat? Shabbat uh, You're not afraid of the Shabbat, of Shabbos, of the Sabbath. The reason why we fear Shabbos and respect the Sabbath is because of He who commanded us to do it, right? To keep it. The same thing when I tell you to respect the temple. It is not from the temple itself that you're supposed to have respect. Rather, you should have respect because of the one who commanded you to respect the temple. So we see here this idea that that, that I'm trying to express here, and that is, is that the Aron, it's not the Aron that we're supposed to respect, but rather it is the Aron, 
the one who commanded us to respect the Aron. It is God that we're supposed to respect. The Aron is simply a, uh, a means with which we can try to draw ourselves closer to God by, by, by keeping that holy, remind us who it is that commanded us to do this and how we're supposed to worship and respect Him with the capital H meaning God. And that's what I think it means when it says though they were punished because of man, they spoke these words. In other words, who is it that made you angry, meaning you the temple angry? Or who is it that made you? In other words, the people were making the same mistake. After all of this time, they're still making the same mistake that they're putting their faith and assuming that the Aron itself, that the Ark itself had a power. And that is why they were killed. Because again and again and again, when they forget the fact that it's God and they think that it's an idol, and the Aron, the Ark of Covenant itself, can be an idol if it's approached in this way. And that's what it means now here, kira'u ba'aron Adonai, because they saw. And that's what the Talmud in Sota, I believe, is really saying. And that is, is that um, they kira'u, they, they saw the Ark of God, they saw it as if it was God. And that's why they were deserving of that punishment. And now we continue with verse 20, Vayomuran Shemesh, the people of Beit Shemesh said, Mi Adonai Elohim, who can stand before God? HaKadosh HaZeh, this holy God. And to whom shall he go up from us? Again, they're still making the mistake. Even after that terrible slaughter, that terrible plague, where God killed so many thousands of people, they're still saying, who can stand before this holy God? Referring to the ark itself. Where, how can we send this God away from us? Again, they're making that mistake. The Philistines finally learned their mistake. Right? But the people of Israel have not yet learned. So, they sent messengers to the residents of Kiryat Yarim, another town, asking as follows, The Philistines have returned the Ark of God. Why don't you come down here to Beit Shemesh and take it up to you? Maybe God doesn't want to be here because maybe we're in a lowly place, we're in a valley. Maybe he wants us to take, wants us to send it up towards you um, because maybe you are, are the more, more proper guardians of this ark but the people were still saying where do we send this God they're still making a mistake they won't learn to correct their mistake until Shmuel until Samuel comes and corrects them which we will find uh, soon enough Thank you so much for studying chapter 6 with me. Looking forward to studying chapter 7 and of course the rest of this book of Samuel together.